Dadhood. Modern Dadhood Podcast. Well, <laughs> it's great to see you, Mark. Good to see you, Adam. It's our anniversary. It's been a year. Can you believe it? No. In fact, I can't. <laughs> and look how far we've come. We kicked off a, a dang year ago. My goodness. My goodness. Look at us now. You are listening to Modern Dadhood, which is an ongoing conversation about the joys, challenges, and general insanity of being a dad in this moment. My name is Adam Flaherty. I am a father of two daughters. One of them's almost seven, and one of them is almost four. And my name is Mark Checkett, and I am a dad to twin boy, soon-to-be three-year-olds. So Modern Dadhood is is technically an interview show, mm-hmm. but we say that it's more of a conversation show, don't we, Marcus? Yeah, we like to keep it, uh, you know, okay, look, hey, little, look, let me open the door so y'all can see the behind the scenes. Sometimes we write questions. Sometimes we write little outlines. Where they, oh, here's what we want to talk about. We kind of want to go this direction, but look, we want to keep it light. We want to make it seem like it's just a couple of dads having conversations with other dads. Today's conversation is with a hilarious actor, comedian, and fellow podcaster in the category of fatherhood, Rory Scovel. Probably heard our show and thought to himself, I could do that. And then, then he went into old, old Papa O'Brien's office. <laughs> old Papa Conebone. <laughs> yep. And he said, I got, I got an idea. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I, I love this idea that nobody else independently could have come up with producing a podcast about being a dad. <laughs> so we'll be catching up with Rory shortly. Mark. Huh? How was Christmas? Oh, man, I knew this question was coming. <clears throat> How was Christmas? Well... How much time do you want to spend on this? Give me the 45 second recap of Christmas. I think our kids, they don't fully get it yet. Uh, They kind of know who Santa is and they kind of know what the traditions are. But when they woke up that morning, you know, most kids like wake up and they're like, it's Christmas. And they want to freak out and they run downstairs and they woke up in the morning and like maybe had forgotten that it was Christmas. (laughs) Like they didn't. And then as they were sort of brushing their teeth, we were like, guys, you know, it's Christmas day. Tons of toys downstairs. So they came downstairs and they saw the, and they were just stunned. Uh-huh. And it was really, really adorable. They, you know, they didn't freak out um, screaming and yelling, but they were like, wait, wait a minute. What's all this? What's going on here? <laughs> this they, for us? <laughs> this, yeah. this, all of this is yeah. for us? And it's funny because these guys, they just get ramped up and <laughs> like out of control. Uh, but they were very uh, calm and like measured on Christmas morning and they sort of each chose a gift like can I and we were like yo have at it like me and my me, me and your mom are gonna have some coffee y'all just destroy everything we don't care like that's what today is is about but it was really nice it was really nice what about you guys what went down at the Flaherty household was it good yeah I mean all in all it was a great Christmas I didn't mind having a quiet day it allowed the girls to open their gifts and actually play with them, interact with them a little bit, explore them a little bit before moving on to the next one. Yeah. I do feel bad for our, you know, relatives, uh, grandparents, you know, just because they don't get to 
physically be with the kids. We did FaceTiming and yeah, we did too. We definitely wish that we could have been physically with our families, but also realized that this is one year and yeah, it's not always going to be this way. That said, mm. I'm very excited for 2021 and very hopeful and optimistic. Getting 2020 behind us is going to be a good feeling, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be like a little bit of a release. It's weird. I'm picturing Times Square. When you said um, putting it behind us, you know, mm-hmm. you hear so many people being like, you know, fuck 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I picture like Times Square having the biggest celebration to graduate into a new year. But then I'm like, no, oh, it's probably going to be uh, pretty empty. I, I don't know. <clears throat> I kind of hope it's really empty. Oh, me too. You know, I feel like instead of a giant ornate crystal ball, it should just be a giant hand. <laughs> With a hugely extended <laughs> yeah. middle finger. You know, Slowly drop. Actually, it should rise this time. <laughs> I love how it. How about it raises just as a fist oh, at the stroke oh. of midnight? Yes. Yes, that's the it. The middle it, finger comes it's, up. It's 10 seconds worth of a fist raising. Midnight, yeah. the middle finger extends. Fireworks. <laughs> Goodbye, 2020. Oh. Yeah, 2021 is going to be a whole lot better. I consider this episode to be a bit of a grounding, so to speak. And and I'll tell you what I mean by that. Explain. Uh, In preparing to speak with Rory Scovel about being a fellow podcaster centered around this theme of being a dad, it took me back to our early conversations more than a year ago about why this topic of fatherhood is important. And our early conversations really sort of centered around why is it an important conversation? Do you remember some of those early chats that we had? Yeah, I do. I do. I remember, here's what I remember. I remember the very first conversation that we had, I believe it was a summer day. In fact, I was outside cutting some wood for a project. You told me about the idea. And to me, it was sort of like a like, a, oh yeah, of course that's an awesome idea kind of thing. You know, like I've, I had, I didn't think about it, but when I heard you talk about it, I was like, that's fantastic. And I guess, I don't know, I'm sort of naturally the type of person who just talks, you know, <laughs> I just talk, you know, and I just edit, <laughs> but I, I like talking about things that are going on. And even if they're difficult things to talk about or challenging, or I'm not really quite sure how to talk about it. And, you know, when you become a parent, you got a whole host of new things that you're trying to process but yeah, I don't know. When you when you brought it up to me, it was just this moment of like, that's of course, that's a great idea. Of course. I would listen to that. Well, we knew each other before either of us had kids. And I feel like we always had, I always enjoyed our conversations then. And then I became a dad. And then a few years later, you became a dad. And when, when you became a dad, and I, I remember we met for lunch and, you know, mm-hmm. you sort of shared the whole birth story. And I feel like Whenever we ran into each other from that point on, our conversations had the same vibe to them. That was always fun to me. But now we were just talking about our kids and what we were doing and about fatherhood. And it just, I think for both of us, became a huge part of our identity. Mm -hmm. And it's been really nice to have the venue to explore that with you and with other dads. That was at Burger Bar. That's right. The Burger Bar in Portsmouth had tater tots. But I I think I remember having tater tots because I think... 
I always have tater tots when I'm at Burger Bar. I think you have tater tots probably four nights a week. I think so. I, yeah, I might have tater tots more than most adults have tater tots. Possibly more than most kids. I might be mostly tater tot, like on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> if you cut your arm, only tater grease. It's <laughs> just, yeah, it's just like <laughs> tater tots, yeah. just fried potato bits come out. The medium of podcasting in particular is so great because we can have the conversation, shape it how we want, you know, include our personality, leverage our skill sets and create something unique, you know? So even if there are dozens or hundreds of other podcasts about fatherhood or Mm -hmm. parenting, uh, I think about it in terms of like, what do you offer that is unique you know, and what are you getting out of it? Is it fulfilling to you as a podcaster? I wanted to be a part of this podcast when you started talking about it. For me, selfishly, it's given me a good excuse to like connect with people who inspire me and hear about their fatherhood experience, but also non-selfishly, like for our audience, I think that present and involved fatherhood is important. And the more that we as a whole can can champion that the more it's going to become the norm. Let's let's celebrate that. Make that the norm. So on the topic of dad podcasts, there was a new one which released back in September. We've already mentioned it. It's called Dad's the Podcast. It's in its infancy. Well, it's in its infancy, but I will say it came out swinging. Rory and his co-host Ruthie Wyatt, uh, their first guest was Conan O'Brien. And in just these few short months, I mean, he's had guests like David Cross, like Tig Notaro, Tom Papa, um, all talking about being a parent. In addition to hearing him on the Dad's podcast, Rory also has got the Pen Pals podcast. He's got a couple of really incredible stand-up specials. And he's got this new-ish show that you can find on Comedy Central's YouTube page called Robbie. So... I'm really excited to welcome Rory Scoville to the conversation. Not descendant of the great Otto von Scoville, who created this Scoville unit scale of pepper hotness. Not a descendant. Not a descendant. In fact, a completely different last name. Let's talk with Rory. Rory, it means a lot to us that you would take the time to appear on what's clearly a rival podcast. <laughs> it feels a little bit to me like the Hamburg, ham, like the Hamburglar, holy, <laughs> like the Hamburglar booking an appearance on the Burger King podcast. You know? Right. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. I have, uh, like all of us, I have nothing but time. So I am, uh, I'm thrilled. And honestly, we're we're thrilled to be speaking with you. You are a person of many talents. Your stand-up specials are hilarious. Uh, you're an actor, a writer. I just found the show Robbie on Comedy Central, which has literally had me like laughing out it's loud so good. more than oh, anything great. else that I've been watching lately. Nice. And we wanted to bring you on, uh, obviously, to talk about Dad's the Podcast. Yeah, thank you. You just launched this fall, and you and Ruthie really came out of the gate very strong. I know you're not new to podcasting at all, but would love to hear about what the inspiration was that led to 
creating a podcast about dads. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so I had been talking with Team Coco about wanting to do uh, a, some kind of podcast. You know, ever since Conan launched his show, I think they've been trying to expand, uh, you know, producing other shows and getting them out there. And I sort of had pitched some some golf show uh, ideas that I, I haven't fully uh, deleted from my brain. I'm still pretty interested in it, but um, we'll still see them in the yeah. future. <laughs> there, yeah. There's still a chance those will pop up, but uh, yeah, I, while I was uh, thinking about it, Ruthie, who I've known for a while, she actually had pitched the idea to me to, uh, to do dads, the podcast. She had said, you know, you're, you're a dad. And I watched you on tour have to be a dad through FaceTime while we were doing a tour with Conan and, <laughs> I think the idea just popped in her her head and uh, I was all for it. And it was just going to be me interviewing people. And I said, well, Ruthie, you know, it's your idea. And I work better with more people. I was like, so it could be fun to have you and I interviewing guests, which has been, it's been pretty surreal. I don't have any experience in interviewing. So I've had to sort of learn it as I go. And unfortunately I've had to learn it with a lot of big names that I admire. And I'm like fumbling through like, so you're a dad and you know, all these questions that I, I get so nervous are, are painfully the same in, in each episode, but I'm slowly like learning it. Yeah. And then the motivation just kind of came out of, I'm pretty sure the same for you guys. It's just, that's, that's kind of become our, our world and our, our lives, you know? Yeah, exactly. No, I was just going to say like the, the show has got such a great conversational tone to it. Like you wouldn't, I don't, I mean, it's clearly like an interview show, but it's not like, it doesn't hit you over the head with that. You know, like we, we sort of introduce our show a little bit as like, it's an interview show. We're going to be talking to so-and-so today about blah, blah. Right. Right. Uh, but you're, yeah, you're, yours comes across as just this very like natural conversation between friends is what it feels like, which is, which is pretty great. Oh man. I appreciate that. Cause it's, uh, I don't know if you guys experience this too. I always get so nervous about, you know, ha- having a new guest, but then kind of hitting the same topics and always just yep. getting a little too concerned that like, oh, I don't, I don't want any listeners to be like, oh, it's this, it's almost like a episode of law and order. It's going to kind of be the same, <laughs> the same beats and it's just going to be different uh, yes. people. So I, I personally have, I've tried to be like, Hey, I, I even tell our guests when they come on, I'm like, we're going to chat about, you know, dads and parenthood. But I was like, if it gets off the rails, feel free to go in that direction for half an hour. If that's the, the way we, I can't say our producers love that. What about the guy editing? I know the show? I do. How does he feel? <laughs> right. Yeah. If it takes a new direction, like that's, that's even better. Like the more conversational and the more yeah. genuine, the more authentic the whole thing's going to feel. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I think a lot of people, when you just hear them talk, not even always necessarily about how they're a parent or who their parents were. But I think a lot of people just kind of want to hear that real version of who that person is. Yeah. And to me, the in is, is, you know, talking about parenting or parents, you know, to try to break down that wall of like, Hey, be vulnerable and talk about where you came from. And you guys know it too. You get that, you sort of get a perception of what kind of parent they might be just by, you know, hearing them, talk about their actual real life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, we refer to parenthood sometimes as like the great equalizer. You know, it doesn't matter if we're chatting with we've had a a few notable names on and and it doesn't matter if they're someone who is a household name or a neighbor who lives down the street. It's sort of we all deal with the same things to some degree. So it's and also like the people who you're chatting with are used to being asked the same questions about whatever it is that they're plugging. Right. And so. Right. I would imagine that it's refreshing to be taken away from that and get to talk about something that's very personal and that you're very passionate about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a great way to phrase it. That's like the great equalizer. Cause it really is. It's like, sure. We might all have different like resources or come from a different background, but the job still has, you know, these sort of boundaries of what you're trying to accomplish. You know, if you're a, uh, a, sane, a sane person. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. It's difficult to come by those this, this day and age. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah so, yeah, so we kind of feel like the topic of dadhood and dads talking about dad stuff is is relevant. Like we feel like it's like a, it's just a relevant thing right now. We feel like that's like when we, we, we look out there and we, we see more of that happening and just curious, like, is your feeling the same? Like, do you feel like it's a particularly relevant topic? And maybe if so, like, why, like, what's your thought on that? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I don't totally know. I feel like maybe it's sort of always is. And then when you become a dad or a parent, then suddenly it's almost like, you know, if someone's like, hey, notice all the white cars on the road. And then you <laughs> notice so many. It almost right. feels like that with this topic that once you're sort of in the club, you almost are suddenly friends with your, your people because your kids are drawing you together. And now you're in the context of social settings where you're around a lot of parents and people in your neighborhood, you notice who has kids. And I think maybe it's just kind of always there just once you're locked into it you now know how to bring something to that conversation. And even when we started dads, it was like, Oh, when it was pitched to me by Ruthie, it kind of settled me as like trying to think of an idea for a show. As soon as she said that, I kind of settled down like, Oh, I know about that. I I do that. (laughs) Well, speaking of which you're a dad. Yeah. I've got one. Can you tell us um, if if you're comfortable? Can you tell us a little bit about your, uh, your child? Yeah, she is. Uh, she's five years old. She's an only child, and I am pretty certain that she will remain such. It's going to stay um, that way. <laughs> sounds like you might be medically certain. <laughs> My next step is to become medically certain. <laughs> okay. um, but uh, yeah, we're the only child. She's she's five. She started Zoom kindergarten. Uh, oh my god! This year, which is. Uh, its own strange thing, but God bless a lot of these teachers who are doing the best that they can with a incredibly insane scenario. She's super into Legos right now and and likes to build them on her own. So there's like little, little moments of, of how how old are you? Are y'all's kids? My girls are uh, six and a half and three and a half. Okay. Yeah. And I I have twins They're uh, They'll be, they'll be, hold on a second. They'll be three February 13th. Okay. So it's, we're get where it's like, I mean, like I used to say two and a half, but now they're getting like closer. Yeah. So. Pushing. Yeah. Don't you find, yeah. And then you find yourself, you're like a week away from three and you're still saying two and a half and you're like, I'm sorry. I don't know how to say late yeah. twos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sure. They're almost there. Maybe it's, you know, when you see your kid get the, the Legos out and uh, really attack creating the thing, either following the directions or using their 
imagination, little things like that. Not always Legos. That's just an example of like where you go, Oh good, <laughs> good. You're, you're, you're doing that and you want to do that and you're capable yeah. of that. It almost makes you suddenly relax about your perceived future of what they're going to be capable of doing. <laughs> you know, right. oh, if you can do that now when you're 10, you'll be, you know, I guess we're always aiming for self-sufficiency as they, yeah. as they age. But just, I just taught her how to ride a bike. Uh, Badass. Nice. A week okay. ago. And I, it truly, I, like I have chipped in, but it does feel like now I have chipped in. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's, you can always go back to that. <laughs> yeah. I will always use oh, that. Yeah? Every... Who fucking taught her how to ride the bike? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm useless. She can ride a bike. <laughs> That's such a defining moment though. Right. Because like, I would venture to guess that the three of us all also remember that moment. Like I, I not to downplay the Legos thing, but I don't remember the first time I played with Legos or like built course, a tower yeah. the first to put the bike thing. That's, that's fucking huge. It really was like that moment of like, I did that. I helped mm-hmm. fucking do that. And it, it does feel good. Cause like you're saying, you, you remember that moment because your brain lights up with this feeling of, of extreme independence. You have a vehicle that can now take you places. Right. And that is really bizarre. I mean, it's life changing really is. Yeah. Yeah. In other news, how's your low back doing right now after those 20 minute <laughs> sessions of trailing Man. behind? Cause that was miserable for me. It is not great I, it's not great even if i was not teaching like i'm waking up in the morning uh i don't know if it's just 40 i don't know what it is but i'm up in the morning i'm like time to stretch the hamstrings yeah. which has never been my life ever mm-hmm. and now it's not even a hey remember to do it my lower left back feels so bad that to do it truly feels like i just got into a hot shower like it just feels like amazing release whatever it is so I want to jump back to Robbie uh, on Comedy Central. So you wrote the pilot. You obviously yeah. star in the show. I think your character is just so great. And thank you. I thank love you. Bo Bridges as your dad. And I wonder, so both with Dads the Podcast and our show Modern Dadhood, you know, it's it's so much of it is about being fathers, but also a big part of that is is our upbringing and our relationship with our fathers and how our parents shaped who we are today. Right. So I wonder, is it fair to assume that your character on the show, Robbie and his father is, is reminiscent or sort of draws inspiration from your upbringing and your relationship with your own dad? You know, there is, there are some elements of it and there's also little elements of it kind of, uh, even not directly associated with Bo Bridges that are kind of, you know, things with my dad, my dad uh, loved basketball. So it kind of really was born out of that in general, but then he also coached a little bit of basketball. He refereed so much basketball. I played church league basketball. So the joke of the show is like, what's the lowest level of like competitive basketball we could possibly put in the show. But yeah, the, the confusing element of the relationship uh is is definitely heavily um born out of my own relationship with my dad so it's yeah i and also i mean the show itself is just meant to be this multi-generational men relationship of you know my finding out i have a son finding out 
without the the ramp of becoming a dad from you know nine months notice <laughs> all the way up instead having to find out on year 10 and then and then like you just said the relationship with Bo Bridges like we really wanted to hit as many notes as we possibly could of relatability for people because I think and it isn't just men with their dads I think it's women too that also have these confusing relationships maybe for our generation, who knows, maybe we're the generation where it's, you know, we as men are more vulnerable and we we're more communicative with our kids. And, and maybe the, the stereotype and the cliche maybe is, is, is ultimately going to change with, with, you know, our generation. Um, but yeah, I wanted to put all that in there to be like, well, here's your old school dad mm-hmm. and you don't really know how you're his dad, but then here's your sort of new age Mm-hmm. kind of parenting. And it's only because this guy's an idiot. <laughs> it's not right, because right. he wants to, he's like, Oh, I'm kind of dumb. I'd rather you be my friend. But I kind of look at it like, man, that's the kind of relationship I, I hope I have with my kid, you know? But yeah, if people, if people are interested, please check out that show. I, I think that's all there will ever be is those eight episodes, ah. but I'm really proud of, of how they came out for sure. I think you nailed it though. That communicative, that's like that word popped into my head just before you said it. And I've said this a few times on the show that like my dad was, he was a great dad. Like I would, I have no reason to complain, you know, about, about my dad. Um, but like, we didn't, we didn't talk, you know, there weren't, there were, right. there were not conversations there, you know, there were, he was, he was with me anyway, growing up as, as I remember, it was kind of a man of few words. I'm not saying I didn't learn anything from him, you know, <laughs> right, um, right, right. I cert- I certainly did, but, uh, but I definitely think that just like the communication is there now, whereas before yeah. it wasn't, and I don't know what it, it was, you know, I'd never would have, you know, categorized my dad as like somebody who cares about like the stigma of like a man having emotions, for example, but I think he's a product right. of his time. He was born in like 1943, you know? Um, and I, um, I think there's a lot to that. I think generationally it's, it's be, our role has shifted dramatically over time where we're, we're not necessarily, uh, I hate the term breadwinner, but whatever, like we're not necessarily the, the breadwinner. We're not necessarily the, and also we're also not necessarily expected to be. And also yeah. we don't necessarily have to be. And it's, it's a product of creating this world of, uh, equality that ultimately the people that push back against it, it, I don't think they understand the benefit of it because I, I actually, I I think it's in our DNA to be hunter gatherers. I don't Mm -hmm. think we can ever deny that because I think it's built into who we are, but I take a lot of comfort in knowing that, you know, uh, the expectations of what I'm supposed to bring to the relationship and to the home are now wildly different because I don't want to be the tough guy who, you know, does all these things. I don't really, it's not who I am. So I don't really, uh, like it. you know, maybe there's some dads that, that do, but what I do like is, is how it's becoming more popular to be more of a parent, forget the word dad, just be more of a parent and be this other influence who just isn't the mom, you know, and have this other relationship. Cause no matter what, we're never going to have what mothers have with their kids. You know, that kid did not grow inside our bodies 
for nine months, which I think is why we are kind of like, all right, this is your problem. I'm <laughs> going to work. Yep. <laughs> but I think now we like, we want it to be our problem. We're like, no, I kind of want to, I want to influence, you know? But is it nice to have the option to take advantage of that in small little ways occasionally? When A million to, percent. <laughs> when you need to break off and do something else? I think the way what you just talked about, about your relationship with your dad and, and kind of what it was is, I mean, that's probably wildly relatable to a lot of people. So here we are, this generation of trying to learn how to talk to your kid about emotions when that isn't what happened to us. So we're having to kind of wing it yeah. as like professors who have no education in how to be <laughs> the professors of this thing. Yep. <laughs> um, which I think is great because then you just look at generations to come and you just assume it will be such an easy, open, vulnerable conversation over time. That's just how people will, will be, especially men yeah. will come to just talk and be like that, you know? Yeah. Um, we actually have written questions down. So I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to gracefully segue into one of those, uh, by, yeah. by saying that sentence. But at the time of this recording here, dad's the podcast, you're, you're going to drop episode. I think we're on 14. Does that sound about right? That is so, uh, that is so there. That is so spot on. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I do not fully know. <laughs> and depending on when we release, yeah, it'll be somewhere between 13 and 18 yes, episodes. Exactly. Yeah, right, right, yeah. The question is, has doing the show led to a shift in perspective as a dad for you? Have you been learning? Has it, has, has, have things changed? Have you become a better dad uh, through this process? You know, I, I'd like to think, I'd like to think that I've become a better dad, but I, without a doubt, perspective has shifted. One, on just hearing how other, you know, just picking up on what people say they do or how they parent. Mm. It's comforting to know that other people are doing this and, and that it's hard to do. And there's, there's ways to do it. And there's, you know, I guess there's sort of like parenting life hacks that we can all kind of borrow from each other of like how to get by. Yeah. I wanted to ask, I didn't know until just recently when I was just doing a little bit of prep for this conversation that fatherly, the, the almighty fatherly named you number 48 of the top 100 coolest dads of 2018. <laughs> yeah. That was Who's a back. Do you got a scratch to get, <laughs> to get that honor? That, that is a, a great question. Um, yeah, somebody had, had sent that to me and, you know, really the thing I got out of it most was just bragging rights with my wife <laughs> right. of being like, uh, somebody See? gets it. Someone knows I'm amazing. Well, guess what? I trained her to ride a bike. Oh yeah. And I'm number f I'm above the fold. I'm in the top yeah. 50%. Yeah. It is funny too, to look at like the other 52. Cause I would just randomly put pick like known people <laughs> to be like, Oh yeah, I'm better than this person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. That was great. It was shocking. Congratulations on the success of the show. It's, it's awesome. We aspire to have a show like yours one day and, and you didn't have to do our podcast. So we really appreciate you taking the time and, and, um, and joining us for an awesome conversation. Oh man, it's, it's absolutely my pleasure. As you can tell, we all clearly love this topic. So I, uh, at any time to chat about it, um, it actually feels great to chat about it as the guest, um, as have, having only done it as the, the, the interviewer and host of the show. Um, 
it actually feels relieving and, and a totally different angle to talk about it when when you're the guest. So I'm I'm grateful for that enlightenment. Thanks for having me on the show very much. Stay healthy, you and your family, and uh, and, and hope to stay in touch. Yeah, yeah. You guys stay stay safe, stay sane. Yes, we will. We'll try. <laughs> right. We'll give it a shot. Right. <laughs> Thanks, <Bye>. Rory. <laughs> Bye. I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but I feel like we should kick 2021 off with some confessions. Let's just go into the new year feeling fresh, feeling cleansed. Chant for us, monks. Recently, during bath time, I said, Boys, you have five more minutes. And then I set a timer for three minutes. Confessions. Confessions. Recently... I impulse bought a box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, thinking it would be a fun treat for my daughters going into the holiday season. I proceeded to eat the entire box by myself, and they're none the wiser. Confessions. 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 If I'm eating something, and my kids want it, I'll tell them no, because it's spicy. Even if it isn't spicy. A few days before Christmas, I make an annual pilgrimage to the good candy shop to pick up some sweets for the girls. I'm putting air quotes around for the girls. I love when my kids earn some TV time, because that means I get to watch cartoons. Confessions. Confessions. My children have collected dozens of cheap knickknacks, which they love for about 10 minutes and then are forgotten. I find immense satisfaction in discreetly dropping them into the trash can. Well, we have reached the end of our first anniversary episode. Dads, moms, anyone listening, you can find us at moderndadhood.com on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you listen. And we would ask that if you haven't, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a quick rating and review. And if you're liking Modern Dadhood, please tell your friends about it. Word of mouth is so very helpful to us. You should check us out on Facebook because we do some fun things over there. We do these quick hits, which I think you'll find very interesting. We've got an Instagram account that you should check out and follow. It will fulfill the emptiness you have in your soul between our episode releases. I don't think we can legally make that a like, guarantee. I didn't say guarantee. You said it. Did not. Yes, you did. You did say it. <laughs> Mom! <clears throat> we got t-shirts. We got modern dad hoodies available Trademark. on our website. We would invite you to drop us a line at hey, H-E-Y at moderndadhood.com. 
Thank you to Casper Baby Pants and Spencer Albee for our modern dadhood music. To Pete Morse at Red Vault Audio for making us sound, I mean, wonderful. We sound wonderful. To the brilliant Rory Scovel for his kindness. And thank you for listening. Love you.